You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. We are a worldwide Christian denomination which welcomes everyone to worship with us regardless of your age or your race, your gender, your status, your sexuality or your lifestyle. We embrace you. You are most welcome. And that's whether you're visiting us for the first time or are a regular attender at our online services. You don't have to be a member of this church or indeed of any church. All that we ask of you is that you are sincerely seeking a relationship with God. Today is very special because it's the first Sunday of our new theme, which is care of creation, something which is occupying the minds of many people at the moment. It's also the celebration of our Harvest Festival, and it's also the Feast of All Saints. The Christian faith is rich in days of celebration and remembrance. We don't usually have three at a time though. It also makes us aware of our need to thank God for our planet, this exquisite creation in all its richness and wonder. Our harvest reminds us and symbolises the amazing choice of food that the good earth produces and the example in all saints of all those wonderful people who have gone before us and who remind us that working in God's service is both a pleasure and a privilege, if sometimes a bit of a struggle. Let us pray. Almighty God, as we contemplate the wonders of this, your world and our home, and the bounty it produces for the human family, may we be ever conscious of our need to thank you and to grow in our determination to do whatever it takes to preserve these wonders for our children and for all the generations to come. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now our readings. Our first reading is going to be the Gospel of Matthew and is going to be read by Kelly after which we shall sing again, in which we will recognise the power of the Holy Spirit to influence us and strengthen us. Troy is then going to read an interesting and slightly unexpected text chosen by Ashley, our preacher, who will then share her reflections on tonight's themes. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, Verses 1 to 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Word of God. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Court of Arms for the city of Glasgow. Here is the bird that never flew. Here is the tree that never grew. Here is the bell that never rang. Here is the fish that never swam. This is the end of the reading. Good evening and welcome to the first in our new series, Caring for Creation. We'll be meditating on what it means to care for our world as citizens of God's kingdom. Today we'll also celebrate Harvest and All Saints Day together. We have a lot to get through, so let's get to it. First, will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, God. Amen. Now, before we get on to Harvest or All Saints Day, I'd like to spend some time unpacking today's Bible reading. We step into the start of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He begins by outlining what the Kingdom of Heaven and its citizens are like, and he describes this through the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are sometimes known as the Blessed Sayings. However, the Greek word makarios doesn't necessarily mean blessings in the way that we may think of it as a divine favour from God. Rather, makarios would more accurately be trans translated as fortunate. Each of the eight phrases speaks of a specific attitude that a person is fortunate to have, as they make that person a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So, what are those core attitudes? Well, they are poor in spirit, mournful, meek, they have a hunger for God, they are merciful, they are pure of heart, they are a peacemaker, and they welcome persecution. Some of those terms can be a little difficult to understand. To help them make more sense, let's rephrase them. To be poor in spirit may mean to be humble before God. To be mournful may mean to repent of your sins. To be meek may mean to be accommodating of what angers you. And to be hungry may mean to be seeking God. To be pure may mean to have a childlike innocence. And to be a peacemaker may mean loving your enemies. 
finally to be persecuted, may mean to suffer for God's purpose. Those are all tall asks. But these are attitudes that Jesus tells us the citizens of the kingdom of heaven have. Now let's think for a minute about those attributes and how they compare to the ones we share as citizens of British society or other societies around the world. We'd probably talk about the importance of abiding by the law so that we don't steal from, attack or murder our fellow citizens. We'd probably also talk about things like preserving democracy through voting or exercising our right to protest when political reform is needed. By sharing these attitudes to what is right and wrong and having that influence how we conduct ourselves as citizens, society continues to function. But I think we can all agree that modern societies across the world are very different from the kingdom of heaven and its citizens that Jesus describes. While we may be motivated to follow British law to keep us out of trouble, and we might vote with our own financial interests in mind, the attributes Jesus sets out above are motivated by kindness, compassion and love, even when it doesn't directly benefit ourselves. The world would be very different if we cultivated the attributes of the Beatitudes. If more people were humble about themselves, there would be fewer toxic trades of words on Twitter. If there were greater accommodation of the stranger, fewer migrants would drown in the English Channel. If more were hungry for God, fewer children might go to bed tonight starving. If more went back to the basics of experiencing a pure joy in our relationships with one another, perhaps rates of mental illnesses might fall. If there were more peacemakers, there would be fewer conflicts destroying households and nations. And if more people welcomed personal persecution in the pursuit of these goals, God's kingdom would surely advance on earth. So, Now that we have outlined what the citizens of the kingdom of heaven look like, what about the kingdom of heaven itself? It can be easily misinterpreted that the Beatitudes refers to heaven, or the kingdom of God, as entirely separate from the earthly kingdom, something that needs to be inherited when we die. In short, if I do X, Y and Z, I'll go to heaven when I die. However, Jesus doesn't describe heaven through a sense of separateness. Even within the book of Revelation, at the end of times, earth is not wiped from existence as we ascend to heaven. In fact, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth are one. They were always one. And this is why it is important for us that we care for God's creation. I've had too many conversations with fellow Christians about uh, how our actions seem insignificant in tackling international conflicts, global warming, plastic pollution and water shortages. The common theme is, well, the earth wasn't intended to last forever and I'll be going to heaven anyway when I die, so what does it matter? I think this view entirely misses the point. 
We're not citizens of Earth, patiently waiting for our application to become citizens of Heaven to be granted when we die. We have dual passports to be citizens of both the Kingdom of Earth and the Kingdom of Heaven at the same time. It is by caring for creation that we cultivate the Kingdom of Heaven on Earth, right here, right now, both within spiritual selves and amongst our local, national and international community. Take Harvest, for example. Every year, Christians in England celebrate Harvest by giving thanks to God for all the food that has been successfully grown in that year. Without perfect weather conditions, healthy soil or the hard work from farmers, we would all starve. It is also a time that we give some of what we have to those without. From Deuteronomy right through to the 18th century, an important tradition existed of leaving the edges of the crops unharvested for the poor and the stranger to feed themselves. Nowadays, since we're not all farmers, we bring food to church services to donate to local food banks or soup kitchens. Obviously, we're not able to meet as a church community in person today. However, as the pandemic has had an extraordinary effect on the loss of employment, jeopardising someone's ability to keep a roof over their head or a hot meal on the table for their kids, I'd encourage you to explore alternative avenues to make a food or monetary donation this year. For example, there's St Mungo's, a charity that not only offers food to the homeless, but also shelter, education, and formal qualifications to provide a route out of poverty. St Mungo's gets its name from St Kentigern, the patron saint of Glasgow. He was nicknamed Mungo, which means dear one or friend. I randomly came across St Mungo about a year ago, as I fell in love with this piece of street art and I wanted to find out more about it. It is a mural painted on the side of buildings on Glasgow High Street as part of a wider art trail throughout the city. I initially thought it was just someone on an allotment enjoying a moment with a robin. I had no idea that the man in the image was a saint. But it became immediately obvious after I spent time last year in Italy looking at art in Catholic cathedrals. Saints are depicted with circles behind their heads, which obviously represents a halo. However, contrary to traditional Catholic art, St Mungo here isn't dressed in traditional robes. In fact, he doesn't look too far away from being homeless himself, with his coat over his hoodie, his thick woolly hat and his slightly unkempt beard. It's a fantastic alternative representation of a saint who has grown to mean a lot to me. The second reading today was the Glasgow Coat of Arms, which refers to St Mungo's four miracles, my favourite of which is the bird that never flew. As a boy, St Mungo came across a group of kids who were cruelly throwing stones at robins, one of which struck and killed the poor bird. The boys scattered. St Mungo picked up the dead robin, holding it gently, and began to pray. 
the robin revived. I love that so much, not just because it's a cool miracle, but also because it speaks about that attitude of caring for creation. In the grand scheme of things, who cares if a robin dies? But that act and this image depicts kindness, compassion and love that the world so desperately needs. So I'll leave you with this concluding thought to kick off our series on caring for creation. If we are to behave as citizens of heaven, all of God's creation matters. Every homeless person on the streets, every animal in a burning rainforest, every tree felled in the Amazon, every river choked with plastic bottles and bags. As stewards of creation, we should take these many opportunities to care for creation to become better citizens, not just of the kingdom of earth, but also of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now's the time in our service that is set aside for us to open our hearts and speak directly to God through prayer. As is the custom at Northern Lights MCC Church, I light a candle in remembrance of those who have been lost to HIV and AIDS. We hold these brothers and sisters and siblings in our hearts and we pray that those responsible for the research and decision making in the fight against HIV and AIDS are driven by compassion, love and the dedication to eradicate it from our world. I also light the Rainbow Home candle in honour of the work done by Rainbow Home and all of those supported by this wonderful organisation. Sisters, brothers and siblings, will you please pray with me? Loving God, we come before you today in gratitude of all that you have given us and in the happy knowledge that your love for us means that we are all welcome to bring before you our worries and our heartfelt requests. At this time, when COVID-19 continues to dominate our lives, we pray for people everywhere that are affected. We pray for those within our church community who are unwell or unhappy. Please be with them, Mother. Please be with us all and embrace us in your love. Help to fortify us all until the day comes that we may embrace each other in person without the restrictions of social distancing. In particular, we hold in our hearts Margaret and Judy and Ernie, who continue to be in our prayers. As we reflect on care of creation, we humbly thank you for this beautiful world that you have given us to enjoy and to look after. We pray for those activists around the world who are fighting ceaselessly to raise awareness of the damage that climate change is wreaking upon our beautiful earth. We pray for the youth groups 
that are dedicating their time to protecting the earth that is their future. We celebrate the Harvest Festival and the bountiful cornucopia of rich delights that our earth provides. We also think of those who do not have enough to eat, who do not have the warmth that they need on cold days, who do not have the means to meet their needs. We ask that those that need are provided for. We ask that people everywhere are moved to share what they have and make some donations to food banks. We ask that those who suffer are comforted by your love. We celebrate the Feast of All Saints, honouring the saints and giving thanks for their lives. Some of us may also wish at this point to give thanks to God for any individual that may have led them to faith. We also ask that those that need the guiding hand of hope are granted it through the hands and hearts of your people. Let us say together the words that are dear to us, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you, gracious God, loving Mother, for all that you give us each day. Amen. And now let us share together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Now let us go forth to continue thanking God for the blessings of creation. Determined to protect the planet as best we can and to feed the hungry with the bounty of God's gifts. In the name of the Creator, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.com dot org dot uk